0: Hello, everyone. My name is Peter Gay Deanna Walker, and I am the founder of PG Creative Design, a local interior design business for South Florida, the Caribbean, and the world.
1: Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, I have a fellow member of the South Florida Black Chamber. She is... Just amazing. The spirit that you're gonna see, you're gonna say, Kellen, does she do music? No, but maybe in the maybe, maybe she does do music. Maybe we'll find it out that she has an album, a secret album. Maybe she'll let us know. Because if you Google her name, music will pop up. But uh Peter Gay is gonna give us the game. And Peter Gay, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm blessed by the best and I cannot complain. Tell the people. Because when you come in the room and you're, there's not like another one of you in name, spirit, or what you do um, that I've seen in any of the chambers or organizations that I'm in here in South Florida. So give the game real quick on what you do professionally.
0: Well, professionally, I have a master's in interior architecture. Um, I love making things beautiful. And what that means is your environment. And so for years, I've been a practicing designer here in South Florida from hospitality to municipal buildings. I've done everything except for healthcare, care, um, but that could be in the near future. Um, there is such a difference between what architects and what I do and then decorators. It's not necessarily a hierarchy, but everyone has their lane. And I think mine is the most vital because it's the most humanistic portion of the whole development series. And I love when I can provide a client the space they need to be the best selves. And that's what I love to do. And that's what I'm all about. Now the the architecture,
1: you know, day to day, because a lot of people, you know, as kids, they'll say, I wanna be an architect or I wanna be a designer. And then they go through school and they end up doing something that maybe they didn't know it existed, but it Mm. wasn't exactly what they wanted to do, but it's what's paying the bills now. And it can, you know it's like paying the real good bills, right? The big bills to have a house. So your day to day, what does that
0: look like? Well, if I take like back up two seconds, when you think of an architect, an architect has to basically relate buildings within the exterior environment, how it relates to other buildings and how it looks, how it goes with the flow of traffic. That's an architect. Decorators are people that accessorize a room. They just add the little nuances. For me, in our field of study, interior designer, interior architect, it's not just the technical side of it, you're dealing with people's emotional and psychological style, how they actually function their thought processes within the space. So my day-to-day, When I'm meeting a new client, I'm really assessing what their needs are through what they're saying and what they're not saying. It's important for me to observe you, talk to you, see what your um, intentions are and what your desires are, because it's the interpretation that I excel in. People will say, oh, I want a quiet room that does X, Y, Z. But what they really need is a space that allows them to either have quiet moments not necessarily like a padded room where they could go out all out and just not hear anything. You, you know, there's so many interpretations of that. And it's up to me to help you clarify that within your, in your brain so that when I present you the ideas, I am seeing what you're asking for. So like when you talk and when other people talk, I'm, it's funny because I can see in my mind's eye what you're asking for. And then mm. up to me, it's the fun part of showing you what that looks like and explaining it to you and to other people. And at the beginning of my career, that was frustrating because you could tell me, oh, I saw this blue and you're describing the ocean and how you want it to transform the walls. And I can literally in my brain see what you're asking me. But you're frustrated because you don't know how to get that out to look like what your brain is saying. But I can
1: And so for anybody young who's listening, because a lot of times people will say, well, I wanted to be an architect, but I wasn't good in math or I could not draw. And I'm thinking, can't you be the P. Diddy of architecture where you can visualize and give it to someone who can draw and they can knock that out. So which one are you? Because I know you have drawing in your background and, and all that. So do you enjoy the drawing part as well?
0: Yes. Now, I do draft and I do 3D design, so I can build um, through different programs in 3D. But one, no, math is not my favorite subject. It doesn't need to be your favorite subject. No, you don't have to be like a fan of structure. There's like rules and regulations in place, as long as you follow them, you could always come out with the best scenario. Um, I do have an artistic background, but I am by no means the best freehand drawer in the world. And I don't, so yes, you can be the P. Diddy where you could visualize it and have someone else do the work, but knowing the basic foundational information is, is key. You might not be able to be the best at it, but at least having firsthand knowledge is the first step.
1: Yeah, you get to taste and see, because if you Mm -hmm. right now go and do a speaking thing and inside of a juvenile facility, group home, you know, Mm -hmm. jail, whatnot, you know, it's it sounds so technical that folks can't even see it. But when they see you, they might see themselves. So that's why you don't have to have it all together, folks. You know, no. We're, we're, so, did you always know that you wanted to do this? Like as a kid, you know, were you drawing, and you just knew this
0: is like a gift of mine? I didn't experience. I didn't know that this career even existed until I got to high school. Before then, I had this. Um, you can ask. You can ask my, You can ask anyone. I would be creating things within the home. I would be just redesigning, things just fit to me like puzzle pieces. So I had the most fun moving things around, creating things within spaces, something that looked right, symmetry, you know, all of that. When I got to high school, they were like, oh, you could learn interior design. I was like, what's that? And once I learned about what that was, it was fairly new. It was sort of like when, you know, when psychology first came out, everyone thought, oh, it's just some crazy you know, new career feel like it's not going to last. That's the way they looked at interior design. They didn't realize the value of what it was, but it was everything I wanted to do. Everything. And I started my hope, actually, to start being an interior designer in high school. It didn't end up that way by the time I got to college, but, you know, that's how it Yeah. And
1: and were were you supported you know, saying this is what I want to do. And when you, you know, and, and, and when you supported, and at what time did you say, oh, I know how much they make? Because I find that even people, a lot of folks don't know what their career field makes until mm-hmm. they've got that
0: piece of paper. And they're like, this is it. I know. Well, one, I was supported up until a point. So when I got to college, I had in my brain, I'm going to do this, this, and this to become an interior designer. And a family member was, let's just be honest, my mom was like, you'll never get paid. That doesn't even sound like an accredited degree. Be a lawyer, be a nurse, be a teacher, be anything but that. And I went into college with Undecided. Now, I knew what I wanted, but I had someone change my mind. And it wasn't until, I think it was a semester before I was supposed to start the nursing program. And I said, I don't want to do this. Nursing is not me. Like. I have a compassionate side, yeah, but nah, it's not for me. And I took a semester off and I looked up every design program from UF to UCF. I said, I, and I toured all of the schools as I'm getting in. This is what I've always wanted to do and I'm going to do it. And I found the program at FIU. Look what they're, look what they needed. And I just put all my photography artwork, all my, um, acrylic media paintings, all my poetry. I made my own portfolio and submitted it. Like just off cuff. I still have it somewhere in like my trunk and they accepted me. They were like, yeah, come on in. It was a small program of only 20 students. And that was, I was like, no one's gonna support me. So I'm gonna support myself.
1: I love it. I love it. Now with the photography, I, I have to ask you guys can see her face but you know she she could at any time step up and say I want to be a IG model TikTok girl (laughs) um you know so did they anybody ever try to push you into like the modeling since you're into photography and art and say oh but you would make a good model and you should just you know be a model and that sounds more like something that
0: we've heard someone like you could you know win they tried my my parents tried they put me um in the pageants which I hated Um, (laughs) I tried to do, um, I was in modeling school every Saturday with the book on the head and learning how to turn and doing that. And I'm like, all right, this was nice. I'm over it. And then I, it's just, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't anything that I was the least bit interested in at all. At all. and, 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 and why? is that
1: because you know they were probably thinking arts are arts and and beauty is booty what is it about you know you didn't you didn't want to do that be, uh, that wasn't fulfilling was it you just didn't want to be stared at all day and told how to turn and keep
0: moving yeah a little bit of every one human like vulnerable moment I don't like the attention it's uncomfortable I don't get it I don't like it Then there's another part of me, the defiant side, the Jamaican side is like, mewando, mewando. So it's like, (laughs) I don't like to be told what to do at that time. And then there was another part of me that said, but there's so much beauty around us. Why does it have to be so focused in one direction? You know, I was like, look at the leaves, look at the pattern, look at the way this flower, like those are the things that I thought was beautiful and I could find beauty everywhere. So for me, I was like, how can you be so single minded and so focused on specific people for such a length of time when it's everywhere? I I, I get
1: it. I get it. Tell the people what was the last book that you
0: read? The last book I read, I'm going to open it up on my Audible because I I have a few books. (laughs) <laughs> okay.
1: I knew you I know you're 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 a reader and I I like to tell people, you know, what Miles Monroe had taught all of us um and still can teach us online is, you know, read a book a week and see how different your life can be. And,
0: so the and- last book I read was Everybody Always by Bob Goff.
1: Okay, you guys got a tip. Check the book out. I bet you you can get it at your library. I yeah. bet you you know, you, you can find some free game at your local library. So you work for a company. Yeah. Um, talk about, cause a lot of times I have entrepreneurs on and, but everyone doesn't want to deal with the, you know, task of running a business, which mm-hmm. it totally makes sense. You, you almost have to be part-time crazy is what I say, because you have to, you know, running with a, like a chicken with your head cut off. So Tell me, why work for a firm instead of having your own business? Let that be a teachable moment for somebody out there who's like, I don't know, which one would I do? Have my own or maybe work with someone more established and learn and be
0: connected fast. The beginning of my career, my number one thing on all of my resume and when I interviewed was I want to be in an environment where I'm learning and I'm taught. And I think it's essential through the process to work. Knowing your personality to work with a licensed or an accredited architect or within a firm, because you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot about negotiations, contract, client relationships, how different arenas work. So the same way that you would have a client relationship with a commercial client is not the same way you would move, say, with a municipal client, someone within politics, if you're working with the city, which is completely on the flip side of how you'd work with a personal client or someone in healthcare. Learning from people who have already gone through the process how to navigate and how to conduct yourself in each arena is valuable, and learning it from several different people different from races, different cultures, ethnicities, it will always put you a step ahead. Cuz let's be honest, in this field when I started the percentage of black and brown people was like 5%. And that's this is honest number 5% and even the ones that were in the business we were like quiet overlooked. under You just didn't know they existed. So to this day, there was a point where if you saw another black and brown person, it was like, you know, like my peeps, (laughs) you know, me, you must never part. But those days are over now. And we're learning to learn from our environments, grow from that and utilize it to our benefit. So I say, yes, work for a firm, work for different firms, work for firms owned by different people from different cultures, because you can learn from their, from their struggles, take from their strength, and apply it to what you need. And it has served me very well. I've worked with big firms. I've worked with small firms. Um, every firm has a different culture, and it's not always the most comfortable. For the most part, I was always one of two, or if not the only Black person in the firm. Don't let those things bother you. And I know this is an international platform, so it's not just geared towards that, but you have to be mindful of the, of where, the, excuse me, you have to be mindful of the career path that you're on and who's on it with you and just.
1: And correct me if, it, if I'm wrong, but it's also male dominated as yeah. well, even though it's design because many people say, oh, design, I, I, I can't be, a, I'm not one of them. And it's like, you just don't know how many of them are wealthy <laughs> and they have wives and children and all that. They mm-hmm. just, you know, your gift is their gift. But yeah. um, yeah. yeah, so I, so it's, it's, I, I love it. I love it. With somebody who wants to get into, you know, this field, mm-hmm. do they have to go to school? Because some people just are amazing, you know. Coming out of the womb, it seems. And do they have to go to school to be hired by you know a firm?
0: Okay, well let's. The tech, if you come out the womb with a great eye and artistic um, talents and skills, yes, and you would technically be called a decorator. I, being as an interior architect, there is an, an regular architect. It's if you go to school, you're going not only to educate yourself, but also to get your license, which allows you to practice. Canada, the Caribbean, and stuff like that. Having that for some people is important, that accreditation, because then it allows you to operate in higher arenas because you have that. If you are just that gifted person, technically in the state of Florida, you can only work on residential projects you would not be licensed or governed to be able to work on commercial or anything like that unless you're working with an architect or a licensed contractor or something like that so you'd never be able to be on your own and if you were you stick to people who got their four bedroom mansion mini mansions and that's it now of course some people bypass and of course you know we always have the dark side of everything but um, no you have people that have no skill a couple of designers in my field have no education in interior design, but just have that flair and have done an amazing job of building their brand and their business, but they paired themselves with someone who's licensed because that gives some validity to what they're trying to accomplish, especially if you're trying to do a project.
1: Okay. So, so school in this field has its benefits. It's not like leisure studies or or something like that, where, you know, you, you, I I pick on leisure studies. I'm sorry, you guys. My first degree is in political science. You guys can pick on mine. Um, You know, everybody wanted to be a politician or or wanted to work, you know, in the, in the field and, yeah. you know, very few, very few have. Now with the success that you have and, you know, the, when we talk about college, y'all, she just graduated, like, you know not too long ago but you know because you guys those of you the minority of you right now who watch because most of you listen you know she black don't crack so you wouldn't know how you know old somebody is or how young they are when they come on on the show because they're not on drugs not on fentanyl not smoking weed every day I gotta throw that out there because people just you know they say hi how, how is she, you know, so that's how she takes care of herself. But with all that you have done and the best is yet to come, what's a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future?
0: Right now, I'm in a supportive role for other architects and designers that are already doing stuff in the community with educating young black and brown children to letting them know that there are many other things in the world in terms of career and specifically with design and creative engineering. So I'm in that supportive role currently. There's BAM is an organization in Miami where there are also um, black architects and black architects, but it's geared towards educating children in the inner city about what architecture is about and just really kind of opening up their mind to that world. And however, I can be supportive to them and any other organization like that is where I am now. For the future, I have always just have a thing for single moms or moms who are really struggling with domestic violence and homelessness. And so for me, having the opportunity to design and build homes, and not just homes, but large community based, because you know, you have group homes for the mentally disabled, you have group homes for children. There needs to be group homes and environments for moms where it's a home and not a facility that's a home. A place that is theirs, that feels and looks like that, that fosters healing and fosters love and fosters togetherness. Um, Not to put down what we already have in existence, but it's something to be said. Like um, there was an article I read many years ago about when you feed the homeless, the value you give them when you give them fresh fruit and vegetables versus canned. Mm. And that process. So the same applies to people who, where you live and where you sleep, you give them a home or a place where they can feel as if they belong. It's, in, it's very, very influential to their healing. And that is something I would really like to implement in the future is to have those homes scattered throughout the whole United States, where moms who are going through that healing process can be with their children and feel safe
1: okay okay when you write the vision down make it plain watch how it you know comes out I I love that I love that I love that now have you considered or have you put out your own book because I've gone to I can't remember what it was called in Palm Beach but it was a home all the decorators got together I know what I pay if that and they give you a big booklet um it, it, it's nice, it has a, it had a, a nice outside, nice inside. All the entertainers, my, my, my team, my entourage, my kids, they would know, but it was like, we went and did a little group thing called it a field trip. And I, I don't know what it was, but didn't know it was expensive and it's not all the time. Um, stuff like that, making a book. Cause I still kept the book. I wanted to throw the book away so bad, but I said, not for what we paid with. Cause I had, we had other
0: family, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this thing is expensive. Just to go on a home and see design? You yeah. Know. If it was for the Boys and Girls Club, you're talking about Kip's Bay.
1: That's it. That is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. Yeah. They have it yeah, once yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. They
0: invite yeah. celebrity designers, and all the proceeds are supposed to go to the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I have, it's an amazing event. I don't always, you know, get a chance to go, but when I do, it's awesome.
1: Okay, putting a book together that we get, you know, as a souvenir of your own work, is that something that is typical in this field or something
0: that even interests you at all? Um, it sometimes is typical. Um, not It used to be many years ago where you would get a portfolio of someone's work with the digital world and how, you know, technology is. If it's not on Instagram, you could see it on, <laughs> on their website, um, for, my, for my clients, most of my clients are extremely private. So I don't have a big database of images. I have the projects, but most of my clients are older or international. So they're not interested in having their home, you know, blasted all over. I mean, I've asked and some are okay with it, but for the most part, they're pretty private. For me, um, I'm looking to really upon, I'm like going maybe like round three, begging them, can we just put like one picture? We don't even have to like, <laughs> we'll turn the location off and everything. Like we'll just say it's somewhere else um, because you really want to share that, but it's okay if I don't, I get the clients either way.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and I'm thinking like with the whole metaverse and all this coming mm-hmm. about, which it's really already here that you could take that make it funky where it's not theirs. They are, they'll never find it. Cause they won't, you know, if they're older they're not gonna probably be in that. And you, you know, highlight your work because your work is your work. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, heard that, I've heard that before, but you know, people who I, I can get it too. Cause you don't necessarily want people knowing all the layout of your house, but. Mm-hmm. This ain't a Tom Cruise movie for most people where, you know, we're going <laughs> to rappel in and have the grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that, that that's awesome. So if you don't write a book, how, where do you see like leaving your legacy and saying, I want to be able to highlight my story? Will you just write a book maybe about your personal life then?
0: Maybe. It's always, you know, I've had an interesting life thus far hasn't ended, you know, we've got a little bit more to go, but, um, no, I I rebuke, I rebuke that. You got a lot more to go. A lot. Okay. I agree. A lot more to go.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) You got a lot more to go. Life and death is in the power of the time.
0: No, there's a flip side to what I do where my, where I see my legacy is my at home design. So I do a lot of, um, creating of my own interior design products. And accessories. I have notebooks filled with things that I've sketched and things that I, you know, want to build or I have built or put things together. So one day, so my legacy that I hope is that you'll be shopping, whether it be Macy's, Home Goods, or something, and you'll see my line. A lot of that started when I grew up in Jamaica. The craftsmanship with woodworking and beads and reusing natural materials in the environment, always spoke to me. I thought that was the most gorgeous thing ever to see how you could put those things together. And I've seen a real um, return to that, not just Jamaica, but in the Caribbean and the world all over, just praising and celebrating the craftsmanship and the creative creativity of people and how they're, the use of their hands and what they make out of it. So with that, I've kind of created a couple of my own collections and hopefully they'll be launching in another six months. So that's where I see the start of my legacy.
1: Awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah. Have you tapped in at all into taking
1: your works and NFTs and all the stuff that everyone's a billionaire nowadays? If you ask them about it, oh, I got a billion of Shiba. And it's like <laughs> yes. worth, you know, a hundred dollars uh, right now, especially.
0: No. <laughs> No, absolutely. I am so far removed sometimes from what's going on around me. People always say, "People, Peter Gay, you live in your own world." Because I'm so focused on the creativity part. It's like I learned one time, an artist once said. Um, I said, I asked him, "How oh, how much is he work?" He goes, "Ask my wife." I said, "But you created it," and he said, "An artist can never sell their own work." <laughs> and I <laughs> always remember that, and it's true because I find even when I create something. It's like it's such an an attachment, an emotional attachment. Like I can, oh, you can have it or you could do it. My mom's like, no, 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 no. You can't, you <laughs> that's work. There's monetary assessment that needs to be applied. So sometimes I ignore that part, the business part of it, which can be detrimental. And I focus on the creativity. So I leave that to my supporting team to help me with that side. <laughs> I'm
1: so happy that you said that because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I deal with influencers and from medical doctors to whomever, plumbers, whoever. And I tell everybody the same thing. You know what that person is doing. You could do. Maybe it's not so yep. grandiose, uh, especially in the beginning. We know it's not because they've been doing it 10 years. You're just starting. But the, you can't sell your own work. Or you can't be your own manager. I know some, some popular people who are their own manager. And they could be so much more if mm-hmm. they had a team. Um, yeah. We just had, you know, we just all as a black community on the YouTube had an influencer who passed who was doing it all himself. And so the legacy doesn't get to continue the way mm-hmm. somebody who had a team, you know, manager and agents and publicists and, and really pushing it. So, you know, we could have generational wealth for, for that family. But um, I, I I love the conversation. I want you to tell people since you're not doing all the online TikTok dances, doing you no, know, you're not doing all of that. Um, where can people you know connect with you if they want to hire you? If they want you to talk to their wives, that's I, I'm talking to you right now for sure. Uh, if they want you to talk to their wives how can they contact
0: you because they have a project
1: um, or maybe two that they want you to work on?
0: For the most part, um, my clients are through word of mouth. Um, I have no problem giving out you know, my work email or anything like that. I usually have most huge referrals. When you are good at what you do and people trust you, That's all you need. Like that to me is the first key in business. Like you could have, you could do TikTok all day and have a website, but if your um, product is trash, it doesn't matter. No one's going to, yeah, oh, it's a great website, but now it's trash. They're not going to buy into it. But if they see what you're doing and they see the value you add to them. So for the most part, email me, call me on my cell. I'm always open for a conversation. Even, um. If it's just to help you clarify what you want, because for me it's a relationship. And it's just me sharing information and connecting to you, connecting you to someone who might be able to help help you. It might not be me. And I'm okay with that. But just knowing that I'm a part of a bigger platform and I say, you know what, they're cool peeps, but either my agenda doesn't fit or, you know, they might be better suited for this person. I might, you know, in my field, people like, you know, Peter Gay, you, you, every client you get, you, you should take, or, you know, every time you get a client, you should ch- charge a consultation fee. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it's not always a b- I know that's bad business. Someone's, I just heard someone say that's bad business, but it's relationship first because it is an intimate relationship. You are in someone's home. They are telling you how they function. You're in someone's business. They're telling you their dreams and their goals. It's not just a building. It's not just a home. It's not just a hotel. There's so much more that goes into that. And if that relationship isn't good and positive off jump, then it's not going to be a good um, final product. I mean, it can look beautiful, but there's more to it. I definitely, I
1: definitely get that um, because to me, you know, I, I mix business and pleasure because I have a pleasure doing business and I do business only with people that I like because when you can say no, that's part of it. Well, you can say, no, nah, nah, it's not me. I, I call it the Sam Rothstein effect in, in Casino <laughs> when, when they try to make him, you know, the big man, Ah, are you sure he's poolside? side. you sure me? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'd have to do things my way. Okay. Ace, you know, so I, You guys have been blessed with the game I want you to give out the email Because I don't want to give out an email That you don't want people to have Because anybody who sees this interview Especially from overseas Especially in one of the 54 countries in Africa Might say, wait, is she single? I have bride price um, And I'm ready What uncle do I need to talk to? You need to talk to Uncle Kellen So, um, yeah, so please you
0: I will can- direct all those emails to you <laughs> And you can and you can follow up. Oh, I got it.
1: I got it. But yeah, yeah. give them the give them the way, give them the email.
0: Yeah, anyone can email me at walker.pgd at gmail.com and feel free to call me 561-664-9327. I'm up for a conversation about design. And if I can't help you, I'll find someone who can.
1: You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, you share this with somebody, it will change their life. Be blessed.
2: Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com Don't miss out.